Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Morning After with Nick and Big J. It is a Tuesday, 9th day of November 2021. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Holy bleep. Holy bleep. Welcome to a rainy Tuesday morning around the Treasure Valley. Hopefully you had a good night's sleep. How was your sleep, Big J? I, yeah, but I don't think it was great. I'm feeling, uh, man, I'm feeling tired than I was yesterday. Jesus, God Almighty. I know. What happened? I don't, I don't know what happened. But you don't have any recollections of it being bad. You just think it was bad. Is that where we're at? Yeah, well, I, mean, I wake up and I'm like, ah, I don't feel rested. That probably tells me I didn't sleep great. Did you go to bed on time? Oh, yeah. After the game or before the game? Yeah, it was ended? after the game. Nice. So you stayed up a little late, Big J. Doing Big J things. Yeah. Did I stay up late? I don't... Usually, well, sometimes you go to bed in the middle of Monday night. Not in the middle, but towards the end of Monday night football. Uh, well, some been. of those have been uh, overtime games. It's true. To be fair. Uh, but not last night. Last, night, last was night was an interesting game, but certainly not an overtime one. We'll get into that over the course of the show today. You'll have a chance at 200 American dollars. We gave away 200 yesterday. You have a chance at 730 today with the X double dare. We'd like to continue that streak if it's all the same to you. We'll give you that category coming up in the 7 o'clock important stuff, and then you'll have a chance to play at 7.30. So good luck to everybody involved. Uh, we have video games to give away today, Big J. Duh, duh, well, yeah, we do. What's it? Well, wait, you sound like you were well, going to correct me. I, 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 yes. No, I wasn't going to correct you. I'm just like, I, I hope that whoever wins Pop Culture Smackdown has a PlayStation 5. Yes. Or a 4. Or knows somebody that does. Yeah. So that they can actually turn in these codes for what? You know, a lot of times the Jamokes be like, oh, I heard the number. What yeah, did I win? I don't know what I want. Uh, we have uh, Vanguard, Call of Duty Vanguard. Yeah, brand Give new away. video game that just came out Friday of last week. Brand that you new. spent the, vi- the weekend playing, I imagine, right? I mean, I spent 15 minutes playing the campaign and successfully completed it on its most difficult level. Nobody plays these games for the campaign anymore outside Except of my me. son. Well, you don't play it for the campaign. You still, I would say you certainly play much more online than you do campaign. Not well, maybe by choice, but you do. Well, here's my, here's how I roll is when a game comes out, I play the campaign uh, first. And I don't, of course. I don't play multiplayer until I finish the campaign. That makes sense. But it did take you that long this time, is what you're saying. Right, yeah, it's pretty short. But I think for the last couple of times on Call of Duty, it hasn't taken you very long, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's been uh, it's a bummer. Well, they prioritized the Battle Royale stuff and multiplayer stuff all over the campaign because that is much more popular. And so uh, I think you should blame your fellow gamers, maybe even yourself, for the fact that the campaign is so short. Uh, myself, but I will blame other people. <laughs> understandable. I uh, wouldn't ask you to take any kind of responsibility on this show. And, of course, we also have some Papa Murphy's coming your way over the course of the program today. So it should be a good Tuesday. We'll start with some music. It's Nirvana. It's Heart Shaped Box on the X-Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Oh, yeah. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. I've got some uh, good news, and I'm going to follow it right up with bad news, Big J. Are you ready? Yeah. Good news is the average cost of rent in our wonderful city of Boise dropped about 3.1% in October, which is nice. Lovely. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Now, now the same report also stated that uh, since March of 2020, the rent price in Boise has increased 34%, uh, which is a pretty sharp incline. As a matter of fact, it's the largest of 100 cities they surveyed in the United States. So even though it went down last month, You still paid a lot more over the course of last year. And plus, if you're locked into a lease, you didn't see any of that, obviously. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Uh, So if you have moved into a place in the last calendar year, you probably are paying a lot of money in rent. Now, that's the good news. The the price of rent has decreased by 3%. Now, the bad news is, according to forecasts, they still think that the cost of rent in Boise will rise at least 10% in the next year. So while this may be a temporary kind of reduction, they do believe over the long term this will actually not be the case and rent prices will continue to go up, which, of course, isn't great. In case you're curious, there is rental assistance services here in the Treasure Valley, and uh, their need has increased 300% in the last year. And so they say they're not seeing any evidence of the 3% drop in uh, that this report is calling for. They're just seeing more and more people ask for rental assistance. So... Hopefully, I don't know, maybe it's wrong, but I know that rent prices have gone through the roof. You know, that much is not a well-kept secret. It is fairly expensive to live in the Treasure Valley these days, especially 
in making sure you have a full-time job in the process. So I say good luck. There is rental assistance if you need it, but hopefully you're doing okay and you don't. But it doesn't look like it's going away anytime soon, even though there was just a small dip, according to reports. What a weird football game last night. End of the game, Pittsburgh Steelers edge the Chicago Bears 29-27. to uh, You know as well as I do, I'm not a Bears fan, but boy, do they have beef last night with the referee and the officiating. And rightfully so, man. That yeah. was disturbingly awful officiating, in particular, of an entire series. I don't, I don't want to ever be that guy, but like it brought to me shades of Tim Donahue. Do you remember him? Yeah. He's the uh, the NBA ref that got caught uh, gambling on games, and then you would go back and see him calling plays and, and fouls in the playoffs, and you go, oh, yeah. Boy, it kind of seemed like he had money on that game because there was no foul there, and he called it just so he could you know, hit the over or whatever the case may be. And uh, last night, it seemed really weird because, I mean, the head official hip-check Cassius Marsh and then threw, and like had the flag out before he even did it. I mean, it was... And they have to know, like, everything's on camera here. I mean, what are they trying to get away with? I don't want to accuse somebody of having money on a game or something like that, but it certainly seemed like he had a preconceived notion to throw that flag before he did it. He was going to call a 15-yard penalty and screw the Bears out of a possible game-winning field goal no matter what. Well, that's on top of the touchdown that was a touchdown that they ripped away from. Right. So, I mean, uh, the the, the Pittsburgh Steelers probably shouldn't have won that game last night. No, no. They they had it. They they jumped out to a pretty good lead, but they they blew it. And, yes, no, they probably should not have won that game. But at the end of the day game, it was the Steelers with the victory. Ben Roethlisberger uh, was throwing two yards out all nights, but it worked. uh, 21-30 for 205 yards, a couple of touchdowns for the Steelers. Looks like Russell Wilson's going to be back. Uh, got cleared to return medically yesterday, so he only missed really three games in spite of having surgery on the middle finger of his throwing hand. He got cleared by doctors. He'll be back to play against the Packers on Sunday. Remains to be seen whether Aaron Rodgers will still be on the field as well. Here's an interesting thing that I saw yesterday. Uh, you and I have a affinity for IMAX movies. Agree or disagree? Yeah, we definitely like that. Uh, and uh, apparently Disney Plus has teamed up with IMAX to put together IMAX enhanced viewings for your home television for 13 Marvel movies. The expanded aspect ratio shows 26% more of the film image on home screens, and it launches on Friday. Uh, You can check it out. It includes uh, Shang-Chi, Iron Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, Thor Rangarok, Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, and Black Widow. Those are the movies that will be IMAX-worthy in the comfort of your own home. Uh, and I know that I have much more of a easier time watching a movie in my house than you do. You don't enjoy the home viewing side of things. You prefer going to see it in a movie, but I can't sign up for the IMAX experience at home because to me, it, it's not just you, the aspect ratio of the film. It is, you see a movie on a screen that's like three stories tall. Yeah. That to me is the appeal of IMAX. It's not, I mean, the yeah. sound is great too, but really it's the size of the screen and being immersed in that movie. And while I have a very large television in my house because my priorities are way out of whack, hmm. uh, I certainly don't compare it to an IMAX screen. And don't think it's the same thing and, and cannot, you know, abide by saying I have an IMAX screening in my home. It's just it's just not the same. To me, IMAX is not just a an aspect ratio. It's an actual, you know, movie going experience. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but it's there. Will you try it in the Big J abode? Sure. Why not? All right. Just to see if you can tell any differences. Oh, well, I, I, you know, you can tell a difference. It's like spot I mean, the differences. I, I don't I, I wonder if you can. I wonder if you'll know that that 26 percent more of the screen uh, is actually showing than than in the other versions. Because it doesn't make things any clearer. It doesn't make things, you know, again, it's just it's just the, the, the footage on the screen has changed. But who knows? It could be a gigantic hit. Either way, that's happening come Friday on Disney+. Rage Against the Machine, sleep now in the fire here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. We already knew Dave Grohl was one of the coolest guys out there, but we didn't know he was so multi-talented, Big J. What is he up to now? Yeah, well, him, him and the Foo Fighters secretly shot a comedy horror movie at Encino, California Mansion, where they recorded Medicine at Midnight. And it's going to hit theaters February 25th, man. And 
Dave Grohl came up with the idea and uh, wrote it out, and they handed it off to a couple screenwriters, uh, and Jeff Bueller and Rebecca Hughes, and uh, they decided to put this together to quote uh, a piece that uh, Grohl tells Deadline after decades of ridiculous movie or er, music videos and numerous music documentaries under our collective belts, it was finally time to take it to the next level. A full-length feature horror comedy film, like most things Foo, Studio 666 began with a far-fetched idea that's blossomed into something bigger that we never imagined possible. So, it's coming, it's going to open in over 2,000 theaters, which is a lot, in case you're curious. And I don't know who, it must be self-financed or something like that, because I don't know a studio that released it. And while I like Dave Grohl, and I think Taylor Hawkins, to a certain extent, can pull this off, I'm not sure the other members of the Foo Fighters can. So it'll be interesting to see. Well, we'll see. They're joining them in this movie is Whitney Cummings. Yep. So a uh, comedian there. Friend of the yes, show. Yes, Leslie Grossman, uh, Will Forte, Jenna Ortega, and Jeff Garland. So not a bad cast nope. to support them. They've got some help. We'll see how they do and how they put it together. Of course, this isn't Dave Grohl's first chance to be in a movie either. He also has done some acting before. Can you name the role, Big J? Oh, man, no. Shame on you. He played the devil himself. Oh, that's right. In a little movie called Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny. And was very good in it, as a matter of fact. Uh, yeah, you but, think Jack Black would return the favor here. Uh, gas, you never know if they, they might pop by. Who knows? You never know. I get the feeling there's going to be some cameos in this. But uh, we will see how it goes. It's going to be called Studio 666. It will be in theaters on February 25th. Will you go, Big J? Sure, why not? Let's go together. Uh, did you see the Metallica film in theaters? Through the Never? Yes. Yes. You did. At the IMAX. Uh, Oh, wonderful. I don't think this is getting an IMAX release, so we may be on our own regular theater style. But if it's around here, we should go check it out and make sure that it is uh, at least palatable for our audience. Agree or disagree? Uh, Totally agree. I mean, it seems like a good idea to do a morning after the movies podcast over it. Wow, the return. Why not? I'm I'm down. Uh, We also will talk a little bit more about movies because streaming dumbass, that's coming up next on the (laughs) X-Rock. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Just to remind you what streaming dumbass is, every single Tuesday we dig deep into some serious streaming networks and we try to find three movies that maybe just maybe Big J hasn't encountered in his personal life or his professional life. And we strip away the stars of those movies, the directors of, the studio that brought you crap, and we're left with just something called a very brief plot description. And based only on that plot description, Big J must select a movie to watch and review for you in a 24-hour period. These are the parameters of Streaming Dumbass. Are they accepted by you and your family, Big J? No. Well, then we will move on. Thanks for listening to The Morning After, everybody. Let's take a look at traffic here real quick. No, come on. What? Oh, okay. Movie number one. In the city of Oak Springs live a strong and stubborn group of friends who refuse to be glossed over. Their leader keeps them together as a community and family. However, their beloved community hangout is about to be sold to a much more powerful force than money itself. Pure evil. Disney. Movie number two. Lewis was many things during his incredible life. Artist, inventor, entrepreneur, and caretaker. But despite the small impacts he made on his time on this earth, he points to one thing that made him change the world. Adopting a pet. And movie number three. An unfulfilled man and a mysterious woman believe they're living in a simulated reality, but when their newfound world begins to bleed into the ugly real world, they must decide what's exactly real and where they truly belong. Movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three. I did not get a chance to tell you the connecting fiber that puts it all together, which is each one of these movies features uh, somebody or multiple people that are involved in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in another way, shape, or form. I gotcha. Well, movie number three uh, sounds uh, sounds interesting. Uh, So does two, but I'm going to go with one. The one that doesn't sound interesting? No, it sounds interesting plus then some. Okay. Uh, you passed on movie number two. That was called The Electrical Life of Lewis Wayne. That stars uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Takia Watiti. Uh, you passed on movie number three. That was called Bliss. That stars Owen Wilson and Salma Hayek. You will be watching movie number one. That is called Bingo Hell. It is a uh, Amazon Prime original movie that you will be watching, and it features Richard Brake and Gigi Guerrero. So those are the movies. Bingo Hell. Bingo Hell. Like bingo, it's a bingo hall that gets taken over, and the movie's oh, called Bingo Hell. The group of friends are elderly people that you have to do. I can't wait. This All sounds right. awesome. All right. I hope it is. 
Uh, if you want to play the home game, Bingo Hell is available for you to stream. If you are a member of Amazon Prime, you can check it out and see what Big J thinks about it right around this time tomorrow. Now let's take a look at traffic for real. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Hey, important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Thanksgiving is on the way, Big J. Do you have any Thanksgiving plans for you and your family? Uh, yeah, we'll see. We got, you know, uh, you know, kids all over the place and uh, some, some folks working. So uh, myself and I think uh, my, uh, my youngest are going to go over to my sister's house. Beautiful. Little family Thanksgiving. Yeah. Be it smaller than most, but that's all right. Uh, it feels like it's a topic of discussion on this show a lot, but one of the things, believe it or not, that surrounds the holiday of Thanksgiving the most is food poisoning. Did you know that, Big Joe? No, but that makes sense. Yes, uh, Thanksgiving is an eating holiday. It really is. That's that's what we get together for. We, we shove our faces full of food, and sometimes that can lead to foodborne illnesses. But the other thing that Thanksgiving leads a lot to is leftovers and that's where the food poisoning comes in it's always a good idea to remind you how long to keep things around and the u.s department of agriculture usda you know them big j they approve your meat they are letting you know that it's always a good idea to refrigerate your leftovers as soon as possible so that you keep them ready and good to go and actually you know not out too long doesn't even matter if they're put away hot they'll still keep but Three to four days maximum is how long you can keep your Thanksgiving leftovers. If you try to eat that turkey a week after you've actually made it, odds are you're going to make yourself sick. And so either you freeze it or you actually eat it between three to four days. Now, when it's frozen, it can last between two to three months. But everything else like that, three to four days is the guarantee for leftovers. Otherwise, you're you're playing, you're shaking hands with danger, Big J, and you don't want to do that. You understand? No. Uh, because there's nothing worse than a foodborne illness, man. When you're hocking up cranberry sauce like a sick dog, nobody enjoys that. Ugh. Yeah, because it doesn't taste as good on the way back up. I'll tell you that right now. So be careful, everybody, and make sure you don't make yourself sick. Steelers beat the Bears, although it probably should have been the other way around. 29-27 to is the final score. Monday Night Football, 40-yard field goal by Chris Boswell with 26 seconds left in the game. Actually pulled out the win. For the Steelers, who blew a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. Ben Roethlisberger, a couple of touchdowns to get the job done for the Pittsburgh football team. Bears took one on the chin, but the refs certainly helped. I'll tell you that right now in front of God and everybody. Big J, are you excited for the new Spider-Man movie? Uh, yeah. Did you see the the, uh, the new poster for No Way Home? I did, yes. Uh, who did you see on it? Uh, Octo-Man. Wow. No. No. Not Octo-Man. What would that be? Some guy's got a lot of arms. Did you say you did see the first Spider-Man movies? Yeah, not? yeah. And you don't remember what I, the, I forget what's his name. His I forget name his name. Dr. Oct or Doc Ock. Okay, Dr. Uh, didn't Octopus. I just say Octoguy? You said Octoman. There you go. Same Dr. Thing. Octopus and Octoman are two very different things. Well, they should be the same thing. But also, there's a little teeny tiny character in the poster. Did you happen to see I him? I did not see that. Uh, that is Willem Dafoe's The Green Goblin flying around in the background, man. So you know he's going to pop up in the movie. He made it on the movie poster. <laughs> I hope the flying around on the thing is better. Than what? This time around. Than the first time around. Well, I mean, it is 20-some-odd uh, years later. So, yes, technology has improved. The new Spider-Man movie comes out on December 17th. Uh, I don't think any of this stuff is a surprise. I mean, both Willem Dafoe's laugh and Dr. Ock showed up in the trailer for the movie that we've seen. So we knew this is coming. It's just we don't know how big of a role they're going to play. And it sounds like it's pure chaos that this movie's going to be. So it shall be fairly interesting. And hopefully you're excited. Double Dare on 100.3 VX. Rocks. It is somebody's chance to win up to $200 in some trivia knowledge. They just have to gamble on themselves a little bit and, of course, know a little bit about the topic of discussion today for the trivia. Today's Caller X is Joe. Joe, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good. Beautiful. We'd like to make that a little bit better by giving you up to $200. How much money you walk away with is completely up to you, but you got to go double or nothing style. And a reminder that the questions do get more difficult as we go. Big J, remind Joe of the category, please. Who are you? I'm Batman. 
Uh, it's trivia about Batman. I should warn you in advance, this kind of covers all things Batman, both the comic books and the movies that have been released in cinemas. So how confident are you in the world of Batman, Joe? Um, movies for sure, comics, I don't know. Okay, we'll see how it goes. I think if you, like, if you know, uh, the Joker as, like, the person, you'll be okay, but if you think, like, his name is, like, Goofy Clownface or something, he might have some issues, but, uh, good luck with you, sir. Here's, uh, Big J with your $50 question, Joe. Dick Grayson and Jason Todd are some of the real names of which Batman sidekick? Robin. Uh... Joe, do you have an answer? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Robin. Right. That is correct. Jason Todd and Dick Grayson are Robins in the Batman universe. That is $50 in your pocket. You can take that 50 bucks and walk away, or you can go double or nothing for $100 and a more difficult Batman question. What would you like to do? Uh, let's do it. All right, dude. Good luck. Oswald Coppelpot is the real name of what Batman villain? The Penguin. The Penguin. Right. Is correct. That is $100. We now have the most difficult Batman question for you this morning, but it's worth $200. Would you like to keep the 100 and walk away or go for $200? Um, I'll do the 100 and stay there. All right. All right. It's taking the $100. Listen, I think this is the hardest question of the day, the $200 one, so you maybe made a good choice, but the $100 is yours guaranteed. Is that your final answer, Joe? Yep. All right, can I dude. Still hear the question, though. Yeah, of yeah. course you can. Here, right. here is that question for two hundred bucks. Had you gotten it? Who directed Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice, twenty sixteen? Jesus. Is it Jesus? No. Wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh, I got nothing. When yeah. you say it, I'm gonna know it though. Uh, it was uh, the man who put together the whole DC universe as of late, Zack Snyder. Right, wow. is the guy yeah. that directed Batman v Superman. Yeah, the Snyder cut. But uh, either way, you made the right choice. Then walking away with a hundred dollars was a smart move, Joe. Yeah. Congratulations, dude. Hang on one second. We'll get you that money and make sure you're good to go. Batman trivia all day long today, baby. Jason Drew's got some at twelve thirty. Uh, Adam's got some at five thirty. And again, it does cover the comics and the cinematic vers- versions of Batman, all cinematic versions. So uh, tune in and see if you can't win yourself some money throughout the course of the day. We are going to go to hell next on the X Rock. <laughs> On 100.3, the X rocks. We are headed to Sandy, Utah for today's We're Going to Hell story. And Big J, I think those goofy crime shows that you watch on the regular may come in handy. They're CSIs, your criminal minds, etc. Goofy? Because one of the things that they say on those things, the tropes that they have, is sometimes if you want to catch a criminal, you got to think like a criminal. You understand? No. So using that particular experience of you watching those shows, I'm going to need you to help me figure this thing out because I've got a crime. I've got the criminals. I've got the actual stuff that was taken. I try and struggling to reach the motive here. And this is where I'm going to need your help. But Sandy police have arrested two men, Jacob Trapp and Reese Jones, with breaking into a string of schools in the Sandy, Utah area. Six to be exact. But the expertise in which they did it is fairly impressive. What's not impressive is the stuff they got away with. So what they found out was these guys were climbing up to the roof of the schools, right? Yeah. And then they were like rappelling down some Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible bleep to get into the schools from the roofs. And then they would go in and they would break into classrooms and they would end up taking things like megaphones, teachers' nameplates, candy from desks, and then a bunch of chairs that were decorated as unicorns. These were the things that were stolen in the robberies. Now, they found a bunch of open drawers, cabinets, and items, and maybe a couple of things being trashed here and there, but nothing that was significantly taken outside of, like, a big, gigantic stuffed bear from one of the classrooms. And so uh, they were like, Ritz is really weird. Like, they're breaking in and they're doing so expert-level stuff, but they're taking really strange stuff. Finally, they were able to kind of figure out a pattern that they were hitting these schools in Sandy and got these two guys as they were breaking into the sixth school. And sure enough, again, they were trying to repel in from the roof. So they were figuring things out. 
but wasn't released is why they decided to break into these schools, why they decided to take the stuff that they were taking, but once they searched the suspects' apartments, they found the big gigantic teddy bear, they found some teacher nameplates, they found some bowls of candy that they have taken, and it's like, why are you breaking into schools to steal candy and unicorn chairs? This is weird. Yeah. And also, how did you get the unicorn chairs out? Did you throw them up, like, through the hole that you rappelled through to get them out of the building? Probably tie a rope to them. Hold them up. And just hold them up? But then, like, I mean, that's weird. Those are, like, bulky things to try to get off of the roof of building. That it's is very, weird. It's a strange haul, I guess, is my, my point. And there's no reason given as to why they did it. So, Big J, go into the minds of the criminals. Why would they do this? I was probably just a couple of study hall nerds who graduated and didn't have anything else to do, and they wanted just to to relive their days. As elementary school kids? Yeah. Back in the good old days? So if they sat in like, their apartments... I have no idea. ...in their unicorn chairs and ate their teacher's candy and somebody pretended to be their teacher, it would be like they were kids again? Or maybe there's some more think, damage I don't think they'll ever break this crew. No, no, it sounds like they got their bleep together. Uh, outside of why they, the stuff that they stole and why they stole it. So there's a real issue. So congratulations to the police for being able to track them down and stop these dangerous criminals. But we don't know why they stole the weird, trivial things that they did once they broke into these schools. But probably going to end up on a TV show near you. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Turns out all the stereotypes you see in TV and movies just aren't true, at least according to Lancaster University Big J. Men are way more emotional than it's shown on TV. Especially when it comes to breakups. The most common issues couples face were communication and trust-related issues, but according to at least new research... Men were more likely to discuss heartbreak than women were, suggesting that the stereotype of men being less emotionally invested in relationships than women? Somewhat incorrect. And men are way more likely to seek professional help than women when it comes to relationship struggles. Now, not necessarily mental health as a whole, but when there's issues with relationships or something like that, then we start running for the hills. That makes sense. Researchers hope their findings will help destigmatize people seeking help with their relationship issues, which of course is very important. Help with any kind of issues is never a big deal. The most important thing is realizing you need some and then not being afraid to actually ask for it, regardless of what's going on, mental health, relationship, or otherwise. But it is nice to know that Big J, we're not just completely emotionalist, uh, you know, emotionless wallpaper. You understand? Right. That sometimes when our heart breaks, we feel it. It's tough to get through the day. Damn right. Etc. Steelers beat the Bears last night, 29-27 in Monday Night Football. It was a crazy bananas game. The refs pretty much determined the outcome, unfortunately. Although I will say, I think it was a bad call by Matt Nagy to go for the field goal, not the Hail Mary. But what are you going to do, right? You're not the head coach of the Bears. I am not. But I'll tell you what could be a real thing. The curse of the Madding cast, Big J. Of course, Peyton and Eli Manning have a Monday Night Football it's great, man. Simulcast where active players appear on the ESPN2 broadcast during Monday Night Football. Here's the deal. They've done six of these so far this season. And the next week, all six of those teams that have appeared on the Madden cast, have players that appear on it, have lost their following game. The latest was Josh Allen, who uh, had an easy matchup against the Jaguars, popped up on the Manning cast last week. And what happened, Big J? Crapped all over himself. Yeah, I didn't score any points. No, uh, I mean, scored six points, but yeah, he didn't score any touchdowns. But another reason to think that uh, the curse is real, players that have appeared on the uh, g- the actual simulcast have a 26-9 and record in all other games this season. So they're fantastic until they come on the Manning cast. Yeah, I, 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 I can't remember. Uh, Gronk appeared, I think he Russell was the Wilson? first guest. And then Brady as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it might be those, the two losses the Bucks have might have been from that. That's exactly it. And you know, Russell Wilson, not only did he lose, but got hurt the following week. And so it was, it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff going on. And, you know, there's a Madden curse out there and a Manning curse now. So we'll see. I mean, that's double curse for Tom Brady. And Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes better stay off that show. I'll tell you what. Yeah. 
Well, it uh, doesn't look like Rogue Squadron is going to happen. That is the Patty Jenkins Star Wars movie has officially been delayed. Production was supposed to start early next year, but according to the Hollywood Reporter, uh, the Star Wars people decided to say, you know what, let's hang on a second, and all of a sudden, uh, Patty Jenkins' schedule and other commitments wouldn't allow her to make the movie in 2022 all of a sudden. Now, there are conflicting reports, according to the Hollywood Reporter, that the people behind Kathleen Kennedy and all the people behind Star Wars weren't exactly happy with Patty Jenkins' work and the results of Wonder Woman 1984, and they maybe decided that this wasn't a good idea for them to head down this road in the Star Wars universe. I don't know if that's true or false. This could end up still being getting made down the road, but as of right now, it's kind of on the back burner, as with the you know Ryan Johnson trilogy and the three movies they gave to the guys that made Game of Thrones and everything else that was uh, greenlit for Star Wars that they've decided to pull back on over the course of the last uh, six uh, or seven months. This is kind of par for the course in the Star Wars universe. They appear to be fairly happy with just doing TV stuff right now because that appears to be their strength. And maybe the movies aren't exactly the place to go because they don't have a great success with the last two. And so that's one of those deals that maybe they're just pulling back on the movie thing. Are you okay with this? Yeah, I'm okay with it. But, I mean, you know, look, uh, obviously uh, the, the one success that they did have was an off you know, uh, Star Wars story, not a saga story, but with Rogue One. Right, but that was I, it was four movies ago. ago. Yeah. Sure, yeah, but I mean, you don't have that same kind of you know creative situation that you had in uh, that trilogy that uh, the Abrams and they were trying to put together. Um, so you know, I mean, this might have been another ray of hope. So I guess we'll see. Who knows? Uh, who knows what's going to happen? I, I feel like they need a little bit more. Either hand the keys over to the right people, or you know, have a bit of a more of a plan with the uh, the next particular way that they're going to go. Uh, I feel like they, they figured it out kind of with The Mandalorian. The Book of Boba Fett, uh, these juries out because nobody's seen any of that yet. That could be good or bad or indifferent. Who knows? But uh, just know that the Patty Jenkins movie at least is on pause for now. Pop Culture Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, we got a great prize here. Uh, not something we often get to do, but we're giving away a video game. Nick, uh, Vanguard Call of Duty just released on Friday. We have got a PlayStation, either 5 or 4 version for you to pick up here if you can beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. So it, it is a download code as well. You have to know that. Uh, it is something that you can put in your system and then helps you download the game. Yeah. So it's not a physical copy yeah, of the we're game. Not, we're not responsible for your data rate. Correct. So, uh, if you are a gamer, you own a PS5 or a PS4, and you want the brand new Call of Duty game free of charge, you have to beat Big J and Pop Culture Smackdown. Gamers Unite, 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you think you know your pop culture knowledge in order to pull this off. How are you feeling today, Big J? Uh, a little sluggish. Wonderful. It's going to come in handy for whoever this may be. Hello, the X. Hey, how you doing? Good, man. What's your name? Logan. All right, Logan, you're up first. Logan, Steve Urkel and Laura Lee Winslow are characters from what 90s TV comedy show? Family Matters. Family Matters. Right. It's correct. Big J, Tiffany Amber Thiessen was a cast member in which 1990s show at the beginning of her career? Beverly Hills 90210. Wrong. Well established at that point. Plus, I don't oh. think she was on until the 2000s, to be Let's see. Um, oh, man, I can't. I don't remember. Uh, what if I said uh, Screech was on this show? Saved by the Bell? Yeah. Oh, right. Man. She was the love interest. You no, know, I, I never really Zach. watched Saved by the Bell. I'm saved by the Bell. It's a uh, big, old, big hole in my... I did think you had a crush on Tiffany Amber Thiessen, I believe you said at one point, but uh, maybe I'm wrong. Listen, who didn't I have a crush on in, in the 80s and 90s? Aren't familiar with her work. Congratulations. Uh, not in the 80s, I don't think, buddy. I never watched Saved young. by the Bell, so all that stuff right over my head. But it's you, like, you knew. It's like your version of Friends. You knew who she was, right? Yeah. Okay. But you just well, didn't she know was she was on, on Baywatch. No, no, no. Was she? Tiffany Amber, Amber Thief? That, I believe so. I don't yeah. remember her on Baywatch at all, but you could be right. Uh, congratulations, my friend. You got yourself that Call of Duty game, Vanguard PS5 or PS4, coming your way, Logan. Please hold on tight. We'll get some information. We've got four more copies of that game we're going to blow out here over the course of the next week. So if you want to get your hands on that Call of Duty game, we got you covered as long as you know your pop culture smackdown. We are going to come back with some headlines. Those are next on the X-Rock. After with Nick and Big J. 
Headlines are as follows, Big J. Objection. No movies, no problem, and get rid of it. Objection, Your Honor. Uh, I know that you came around, like, not when the uh, the girls were, like, super young, but still probably celebrated Christmas a little bit. Did you ever do yeah. the Elf in the Shelf with them? Uh, you know, we never, I mean, here and there, it was more uh, the, the kids' best friends and, and the wife's, you know, our friends in San Diego were really big on that. Uh, but we never got super into it. Yeah, I see. They never really did that with the uh, with the kids. But a Georgia judge has issued a tongue-in-cheek order banning the recent tradition from his county, uh, banning Elf from the Shelf from Cobb County. The Superior Court Judge Robert Leonard tweeted the text of an order banishing Elf on a shelf due to it posing, quote, a risk to the emotional health and well-being of Cobb's young children. He continued, inexplicably, elves sometimes move and don't move overnight. When these elves do not move, it leaves our children of tender years in states of extreme emotional distress. He says the order is a gift to tired parents. It explains that families can love their elves and feel free to still use them if they want to. Uh, This is just a joke, everybody. He's not really banishing elf on a shelf from his county, but he did go viral because of it. Uh, One could argue that his time could probably be better served, but I guess he's trying to have a little bit of fun too, and that's that's okay. He's not really a Grinch that's trying to ban these from his particular county, but uh, I hope people aren't taking it seriously. But it is the internet, Big J, and I fear that they might. Great. Uh, So, uh, you should also, if you take this seriously, have other things you need to be worrying about, just in case you're curious. No movies, no problem, or get rid of it. Get rid of it. A Brazilian baby boy was born with a real human tail, Big J. Huh? It had to successfully be removed without complications at a children's hospital in Brazil, according to case reports. Apparently, the mother previously was healthy, did not drink alcohol or use any kind of drugs, but did smoke during her pregnancy. And they're not sure if that's related, but either way, he had like a little teeny tiny human tail. With a ball at the end of it, per the report. Now, there's what no the pictures or anything, but it's like a, a Pokemon. After the uh, ultrasound was negative for any nervous system involvement, so like it wasn't connected to his spine or anything good, the baby was taken to the operating room, had a successful surgery to remove it, but that baby doesn't have a tail anymore. But it's weird. It's like uh, Jason Alexander and Shallow Halibut, Jay, if I may make a reference right. that nobody will get. No. But he had a tail in that movie. Now, his tail, if it was remembered right, did wag. I'm not sure if this kid's did or not, but watch out for those tails. Could be some weird stuff going on. Dialing a Dr. Moreau bleep. We'll wrap it up with no movies, no problem. You refuse to see the Marvel movies in cinemas, Big J, and that's causing them to struggle. AMC Entertainment has decided that they can't just rely on its movie income anymore. They want to sell its popcorn outside the theaters. The world's biggest movie theater chain said it will begin selling its popcorn at malls, supermarkets, convenience stores all across the U.S., both as a freshly popped option and as microwavable packages. With the pandemic changing up consumer habits, the movie theater company will also start selling uh, fresh popcorn for pickup, delivery, and takeout as a way to keep their income coming in during the pandemic. Apparently, it's got lined up to operate 15 retail stores, not at all kind of uh, connected to the theaters and as a way to supplement their income. Would you buy movie theater popcorn, Big J, not associated with movie going time? Uh, no, I don't think so. Me either. Me either. Like, I mean, I, I, I will... Be, be, I want it to be fresh. That's the thing. I will, I will admit that I do believe that freshly popped movie theater popcorn is a different taste Man. than, like, the microwave popcorn and can be good and delicious as a treat. But I will say, there ain't no way you're replicating that taste in a microwave. There's already plenty of movie theater butter options out there that don't taste anything like, while it's still good, it doesn't taste like movie theater popcorn. And so I'm certainly not going to go out of my way to go buy movie theater popcorn without seeing a movie. That's just not going to happen. So, I mean, I get it. I understand them wanting to be creative, but ain't no way in hell I'm going to go out of my way for movie theater popcorn. Agree or disagree? Yeah, I agree. It's also strange. Like, I don't really crave popcorn that much unless I'm at a movie, which is weird. Like, I do enjoy it, and I don't get it all the time, but I do enjoy it as a snack during a film. But I'm not one that, like, sits around and has popcorn two or three times a week. So, I don't know. But I guess they have to make their money any way they can, Big J. So don't don't deny him that opportunity, all right? Okay. Thank you. That 
is Lilith Czar. That song is called Anarchy here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. It is time to recap the Morning After Fantasy Football League and how did things go for the Cobra Jays, Big J? Well, Cobra Jays going up against the wrong side of Camara that has uh, struggled mightily here this season. Uh, defending champion of the Morning After Fantasy Football League. No, that's not true. Oh. You said that a couple times. No, I've said it once and then corrected myself. Oh, well, but now you can Dell correct. won last year, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's she was in the Super Bowl, however. That's why he's a three-peat Parker guy. Yes. I get you. Uh, either way, going up against uh, Courtney, and uh, my, the, my best play here happened to be from Nick Chubb, running back for the Cleveland Browns, and he had uh, been uh, injured a little bit, hadn't been in a lot, and he finally popped up in that huge win that they had over the Bengals and scored 30 points. So uh, that was a good start for me. I got a good uh, game out of uh, Travis Kelsey uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Got me almost 18 points. Dak Prescott got some garbage time uh, points, thankfully, at the end of that game when they lost to Denver. Uh, So that put me over the edge at about 118 points. And just for security purposes, I had uh, Chase Claypool going on Monday night, though he didn't put in a lot of points. Uh, He only got seven and a half points. But that was enough for me uh, to get over the edge. Uh, you know, wrong side of Camara, Jared Allen, or uh, I'm sorry, Josh Allen had a really rough game. And so, you know, that hurt mightily. Alvin Kamara, who is her, of course, uh, I would say MVP on her team, uh, only got her 20 points and uh, 18 points from uh, wide receiver from Denver. And uh, that was about all she wrote, wrote, Nick. 95 points. Congratulations to you. Uh, what's your record now? Uh, I am at five and four. There you so, go. Uh, and in my side of the league uh, right now, because it's split up into two uh, little divisions, uh, I am uh, it's second in rank in the division one. Yeah, you are certainly in the uh, the the better stance for division title than than I happen to be, because I'm also at five and four after taking a loss this week. To Tanya and good twin, congratulations to Tanya. Uh, huge, nice performance. Just a balanced attack, really, is what it comes down to. Good performance from Melvin Gordon. That was her highest score. Justin Jefferson for the Vikings did well. Uh, Darren Weller for the Raiders did well. Her defense, the Cardinals defense, did well. She put up 108 points, almost 109 points, and I had some issues. Once again, my quarterback struggled. Uh, I have yet to score 15 points out of a quarterback. I only got 10 out of Derek Carr. Uh, Joe Mixon had a huge game, 28 points. Najee Harris, I had a chance last night. If Najee Harris had put up 25 points, I would have won. He put up 16, so I fell. Uh, Stefan Diggs did okay, but, uh, you know, I had some injury issues kind of late in the week. A bunch of questionable guys ended up not going, so I had to pick up a waiver wire move at the last minute on Saturday, and I put in Tyler Boyd for the uh, Bengals, who I thought, you know, when they started to get their ass kicked by the Browns, I'm like, all right, they're going to be throwing the ball around, and they did. They just never threw it to Tyler Boyd. He had, like, one catch for 10 yards. And he only got me two points, so that was it for him. 99 points is all I could muster. Uh, highest scoring losing team of the week, but that will not get you a victory in this league, Big J. So I fall to five and four. Congratulations to Every Day I'm Rustling. Melanie's team uh, picked up a 103 to 70 win over Big J and his TikTok booger. Uh, Melanie is our new number one seed, Big J. She improves to uh, seven and two. She's won five in a row. Uh, she had survived the fact that Russell Wilson has been out. She did so with Joe Burrow and even overcame a Joe Burrow poor performance and negative points from her defense to pick up the victory over Wayne because he had a down week and oh, she also has Jonathan Taylor who had a huge Thursday night football game. Got her 34 points. That'll put you in a nice little cushion heading into the weekend and she used that to get her fifth straight victory and become our new number one seed in the uh, actual Morning After Fantasy Football League. So congratulations, Melanie. The aforementioned three, Peter Parker. Dell picked up his third win in a row and became the higher scorer of the week for, I believe, the third time the season. 130-91 to 91 win over Allen and Discount Doublecheck, who falls to 5-4. and four. Big game out of Lamar Jackson for Dell. Big game out of Marquise Brown for him as well. That connection uh, teamed up for 50 points for him. That's always nice. And then got 12 out of Jerry Judy and 17 out of Michael Pittman to give him that high score of the week. Down week for Ezekiel Elliott. Chase Edmonds ended up getting hurt in the game for Allen. That sucked. Uh, nice game out of Devonta Smith. 
there, but I got a zero burger in his flex position from Nelson Aguilar, the wide receiver for the uh, New England Patriots, which offset the Patriots defense, getting him 20 points, but just wasn't enough to put it all together. So unfortunately, Allen falls to five and four elsewhere. Congratulations to Tease Nuts. Tracy picks up a victory over Tenacious D. Jim was our former number one seed, but just had a rough, rough go of it. He had a good performance out of Carson Wentz on Thursday. Cooper Cup, of course, got him another 20 points, but his kicker got him nothing because Dallas went for two two-point conversions. Uh, Adam Thielen had a down week, and Amari Cooper basically did nothing, and neither did Aaron Jones for the Packers, so it was just a rough go for Tenacious D. Meanwhile, uh, Tracy was able to overcome five points from her starting quarterback, Tyrod Taylor. You know you're hitting the rock bottom if you're starting Tyrod Taylor in a fantasy football league, but did get a good performance from her receivers, Robert Woods, Jalen Waddle, and Hunter Renfro to pick up the victory. And finally, no punt intended. Lanny picks up uh, his win for his third of the year to get a 104-72 win over Jeremy's The Dead Will Tell. Jeremy, uh, once again, falling victim to too many 49ers on his team and just couldn't get any points going as the, neither did the 49ers offense. Cortland Sutton, his uh, wide receiver from Denver, barely saw the ball, but it was James Conner who was the MVP for no punt intended. And even though uh, you know Jonathan Taylor had a huge game on Thursday, James Conner still the highest scorer of the week, a 40-point performance Damn. out of that running back for the Arizona Cardinals. And really, that's all he needed. He even got a zero burger out of his flex position, Jeff Wilson, the running back for the 49ers. But Kirk Cousins and James Conner teamed up for 60 points. That was almost all he needed to beat the dead will tell this week. So congratulations to Lanny. Big J, who you got in week 10? Well, I got uh, Every Day I'm Wrestling. Oh, the new number up. one yep. seed. So they, uh, the number one seed that's going to last all of one week. All right. Ooh, look at you talking smack. Yeah. You seeing if you can't break the uh, the five-game winning streak. She's got uh, she's got a couple important players coming up on uh, on IR. Or, uh, she's got some uh, bye week stuff going on. So, But she's getting Russell Wilson back, so watch out. Yes. against the Packers. Uh, I have got discount double check, so we'll see how that goes in week number 10. Both Big J and I sit at 5-4 and four on the season, so it's time for the home stretch hustle. I feel like I'm fading down the stretch at Big J. It sounds like you feel like you're getting better, huh? Uh, we'll see. We'll see if uh, the Cowboys and uh, can recover from uh, their trap game with the Denver Broncos because uh, I need a little more out of Dak than that. Well, 18 points isn't bad. I need all the points. I mean, it's it's literally eight points more than my guy got, and uh, I'm terrible with my quarterback position. I got nobody to blame but myself on that, so I can't I can't beat that up too hard. Uh, it's what I get for trying to hang my hat on. Uh, Baker Mayfield and Derek Carr all year. <laughs> Morning after with Nick and Big J, we will do some bad impressions. Those are happening next on the X Rocks. So far, I'm not impressed. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And we'll get you set up here with a Boise meal deal from our friends at Papa Murphy's. It, uh, it's got a uh, large pepperoni pizza. You get some cheese bread in there. You get some uh, dessert, some cookies uh, that you can make at home. And, of course, a two-liter bottle of soda. All your choice there. You just got to figure out bad impressions. All right, here's our number, 208-287-1003. If you'd like some Papa Murphy's coming your way, you can enjoy yourself some delicious food on us to figure out bad impressions. Big J's got three clues about a celebrity. And if you can figure out who that celebrity is, then boom, you've got dinner on us. To the phones we go. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning. What's your name, please? Uh, Rod. All right, Rod, you're up first. Good luck, man. Yeah, I've dated about 25 Victoria's Secret models. Okay. I strongly believe in climate change and playing real-life characters in the movies. Okay. I've worked with Quentin Tarantino a couple of times in Django Unchained and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Is that Mr. DiCaprio? Yeah, Leonardo Boom! Good job, man. Congratulations. So Papa Murphy's is yours. Hang on one second. Real-life guys in the movies, huh? Yeah, real-life guys in the movies. Such as? Such as Jim Jones, the leader of that uh, cult in the 70s. Uh, the mass Jonestown suicide that took place, uh, killing over 900 people, Nick. And uh, he will be uh, set to star this MGM movie. Uh, he is going to be uh, producing it as well. So uh, that's it hasn't been finalized yet, but uh, hopefully that'll happen here soon. Uh, that and... Uh, of course, uh, him and uh, Jeff Bezos were hanging out recently, and uh, Jeff Bezos decided he'd make a joke and uh, kind of threaten Leo because Leo was spending too much time with his girlfriend. With Jeff Bezos' girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. What a weird combination that is. Why? 
Jeff Bezos and Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah, they were hanging out. I know. It just seems like a weird mix. Well, I mean, it was all for uh, trying to help out the environment, Nick. There you go. Now that makes sense. So was uh, Bezos being serious about it? No. Okay. No. Okay. They're just razzing each other as buddies, right? Yeah, yeah. As buddies like, will do. Hey, stay away from my girlfriend. I, I, I'm really rich. I could have you killed. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. How we do Asking Alexandria alone again. Wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J here on this Tuesday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us. We did have a chance to give away 100 American dollars today, courtesy of the X Double Dare, which is always better than nothing. And it was a smart move because the uh, caller Joe this morning would have got the $200 question wrong. So earn up on your Batman trivia and get ready. Jason Drew's going to play at 1230. Adam will play at 530 today. Big J will watch a movie tonight called Bingo Hell on Amazon Prime. <laughs> for the streaming dumbass movie. If you'd like to watch that tonight, you certainly can. Tune in tomorrow for his review. And that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, happy birthday to Chris Jericho, our uh, our good buddy. Uh, He is 51 years old and, of course, still wrestling and uh, still out there uh, singing uh, with Fozzie. That's right. Uh, And dominating with the AEW stuff, man. It really has come on pretty uh, fast and furious these last couple of months. And listen, it's not overtaken the WWE, but it's become a fairly good competitor to it. Uh, Yeah, and and he's uh, knee-deep in that and has been from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think he's one of the uh, the marquee people involved in it for sure and continues to be the best Mike person that has ever been in the WWE. I stand by that. 100%. Uh, Now, there are great interviews the WWE, like Ric Flair is always fantastic to talk to. Uh, The Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, fantastic people to be interviewed. But if you just need somebody to get into the uh, squared circle and take the mic and put together a good talking segment, Jericho is my number one draft pick. Easy. You? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's tough to to not go with Hulk Hogan, but... Really? With a microphone? Yeah. What? What are you talking about? Yeah, I just remember all of his interviews with Mean Gene. No, that's what I'm... No, I, I'm saying interviews different than actually oh, mic oh. skills, I think. That's just answering yeah, questions and right. interacting Jericho with other people. Yeah, you're right. Jericho is pretty... Uh, pretty but, I, but I just remember him mostly from WCW, not really the WWE. Who, Jericho? Yeah. Well, yeah, well, he did all of it. WCW, Y2, WWE? Y2K. Y2... Well, well, don't forget that Y2K... Y2J was actually WWE. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was all involved in that. He brought that to the WWE. That was the big thing to it. So, uh, either way, happy birthday I'm here to for Chris. Your TED Talk. Uh, there's plenty more to come. I know a lot about 90s and early 2000s wrestling. After that, I'm out of my element. We are going to see you tomorrow. More chances at Call of Duty coming your way as well. The Vanguard game for your PS5 or PS4. We'll give you coach to that tomorrow too. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. If you need a car loan do-over, check out GoTeamMazda.com and the I pre-check button. You hear about it all the time on the X. It's definitely worth your time at GoTeamMazda.com. Jason Drew's up next. See you tomorrow. It's the X-Rock.